We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everyone. It is February. It is the 20th of February. It is a Thursday, and this is the morning grind. As you can tell, I'm not Stevie TPFL. He had some other prior commitment. I don't know, maybe NASCAR related, maybe coming back from Daytona because it started a day late. Who knows? But in any case, I'm Grant Neifer, and I'll be your host today. I am joined by one of my favorites, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. How you doing over there, buddy? Doing great, man. Uh, you know, we were talking before the pod. I mean, I, I must say, man, this has been an extremely pleasurable break for me. Um, probably one of the best I've had in, in, in probably three or four years, man. This has been a crazy good break. I, I mean, I really feel refreshed. I feel like my mind is clear. Um, I didn't play any NHL, didn't play any hockey, uh, uh, golf. I mean, I literally took a whole week. The only thing I did play was XFL on, on Saturday. And I didn't even play XFL on Sunday, only on Saturday. So I, I'm, I'm feeling fantastic, man. I, I am definitely ready to uh, get back in the thick of things and, and ride this thing out through the playoffs, man. I, I am pumped and ready to go. Yeah, yeah, no, I took the entire week off, although I was getting a little, little stir-crazy just by about, <laughs> by about yesterday. I'm like, all right, I need to go back to work. Like I can't not work for this long. I'm I'm driving myself up a tree, but we're back. We got a full six game slate. We already got all the injuries because it was the All Star break, and it looks pretty good. You ready to get started? Oh yeah, you know it. All right, let's get started with the first game here. It is Detroit versus Milwaukee here. Injuries over on the Detroit side. Griffin is out still. Kennard is out still. Bruce Brown available to play on the Bucks. Kyle Korver is out. The line is currently set at 13-224 over. Let's start off with the Milwaukee Bucks here. Game's not projected to be close, as it is with most Milwaukee games. But it's not a good spot, or not a bad spot, not a bad total. Who are you looking at with all these Milwaukee players healthy? Yeah, man, I mean, I think the only guy for me that, that I'm going to look at on Milwaukee uh, is, is probably going to be Giannis. Um, I mean, you got to think he's going to come in at fairly low ownership today. Uh, compared to the field when you've got, you know, other guys like Harden, like Westbrook, um, that are going to be, you know, what we consider on paper to be much better matchups. So I think Giannis gets a little lost in the shuffle today. I think he's going to be an extremely good tournament play. Um, Coming off of the break, we haven't seen Giannis play in a real game, uh, you know, since the birth of his kid. Hey, you know, I'm pulling in a little narrative streak there. 
he may want to go out and you know, and dominate a little bit for Mr. Liam uh, Antetokounmpo. So, I, you know, Giannis is kind of at the top of my list today for tournaments. Um, you know, and some of my single entry stuff, I'm not completely saying that I'm, I'm uh, going like all in. I'm not single entry. Some of my multi entry stuff, I, I don't think I'd go all in on them today. But I mean, I would really be over the field on Giannis if this game happens to stay close. You gotta think he could be a slate breaker. He could easily put up seventy fantasy points in this game. He, he's my favorite. I don't feel like I need anybody else from Milwaukee. Yeah, no, I'm kind of right there with you. I mean, Middleton, Bledsoe, Lopez, like. They're all priced up enough where I don't really find a need for them. Everyone else who generally you look at when Giannis isn't playing, not guys that I'm going to end up going with. Giannis getting an actual decent break. We know that he's been nagged a little bit by injuries all throughout the season, back injuries, all this. So now he's got a full break here, and he is probably going to dominate if this game ends up staying close. I really like that Giannis call. What about over on the Detroit side? Obviously, we now have news that Reggie Jackson – getting waived or getting a contract buyout probably going to sign with the Clippers. And so I would assume that he's not going to play this game. Uh, he's not on the injury report, but did they already waive him? I believe they are. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. yeah so yeah, Jackson out, obviously taking out a ton of usage prior to getting bought out. Like, Rose is probably coming back. He's sitting there at 5.9K. We got Christian Wood, who's crushing beforehand. Gets a little bit of a price decrease because he got in some foul trouble prior to the end of the break, although he did put up a good game versus Orlando. Seems like it was a little bit too cheap, and then we just got a whole bunch of other guys that could end up going off. What are your top options here for Detroit? Yeah, man, really, I think, you know, um, on DK, it feels like it should be Derek Derek Rose or Bruce Brown. Um, just because I feel like those guys are probably the safer plays. Um, Civi, I mean, you got to think Civi can pick up a few extra minutes, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't feel as comfortable about him uh, on, on DK, excuse me. Wood is for sure in play. A guy that I want to highlight from Detroit here is actually Thon Maker. He's been playing really good basketball since a lot of these guys have left, you know, flee the coop and going to other teams. I think Don Maker is going to be a really good value play here on this slate. Uh, he's power forward at center eligible on DK, so you could play him in the power forward spot, the center spot, the forward spot. Uh, wouldn't play him in utility because he, he's, you know, one of the first games in, but <clears throat> uh, he, he's a guy I've kind of, kind of got my eye on. I do want to say I think there's a huge pricing discrepancy on the two sites today. Uh, for this team in particular, because on FanDuel, man, you've got Bruce Brown there at 3,800. Uh, I think coming right out of the gate, he's going to be the de facto value. And then also on FanDuel, Derrick Rose is 5,500. So just right out of the gate, I think those two guys on FanDuel really, really stand out. Um, and so I think those are guys you could look at. Um, last but not least, I do think that Langston Galloway is probably going to start getting some run or a little bit extra run. Um, especially with uh, Reggie Jackson gone. So he's another value play. He's a value on both sides, 3,700 on DK. I think he's 3,600 on FanDuel. Um, you know, that that collection of guys, I just think that's – if you want to kind of play some value, I think this is these are going to be some guys that provide that on this slate. Yeah, there's a few guys in the 3K range that are pretty decent uh, on this slate here. But, yeah, with Jackson going on, like obviously the pricing came out before he was going to be – uh, bought out and so mm-hmm. pricing on this is a little bit off but I like that Bruce Brown call people forget that he was putting up big games and playing huge minutes 
not too long ago. And then Jax came in and kind of changed things around. But Rose, Bruce Brown, like both of them, Christian Wood, I still think that he is a little bit too underpriced at 6900 He did have one bad game, but he got into foul trouble. But the guy is going to eat up a lot of the usage there. Probably ends up staying out of foul trouble. Like Othon Maker call, like Sibby call, like the Galloway call. Pretty much on board with every single thing you said. It's just what happens when some guy – I mean, it's the same thing with injuries, but, yeah, with Jackson getting bought out, it's going to open up a whole lot of usage on this team and a whole lot of potential value on this spot here. But let's move on to the next game here. We got Miami versus the Hawks here. Six-point spread, 230 total here. For the Hawks, Capella is still out. Scala Bassi is still out. For the Heat, Tyler Hero is out. Myers Leonard is out. Let's get started with the Heat here. We get one of the best matches on the board. Projected to be fairly close because it's over in Atlanta. Six-point spread is not huge. Butler is sitting at a decent price tag. Bam sitting at a decent price tag. We got the new guys in here with Iguodala and with Jay Crowder. Iguodala getting a few days off here. Like, who are we? Who are you going with here? Like, I, the, to me, those price tags for Butler and Bam seem a little bit too low considering the incredible – pace upgrade and the defensive matchup for him yeah man I mean right out of the gate on DK and see this is this is another one where it's going to change between the two sites but uh Bam and and Butler in my opinion are two of the top plays on the slate on DK 7800 for Bam 7900 respectively for Jimmy Butler I just think you really have to consider you know the damage that these two gentlemen could do against the Atlanta team that's really playing at, you know, I would say top five in pace in the league, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, I like those two guys. I actually like Duncan Robinson here as well. Without Tyler Hero, I feel like Duncan Robinson has really stable minutes. And so even at 4,900, I'm willing to take a stab on him in this matchup. I know Jay Crowder's come along and he's been playing well, and I know Iguodala get a few minutes, but um, Butler – Robinson and Bam, uh, those are guys that I really like. Kendrick Nunn is still priced, you know, affordably. Uh, he hasn't done anything special, but when you're in this type of matchup, I don't mind taking shots on guys like that. And also don't mind taking a shot on Drogic, uh, playing about 30 minutes. You know, this could be a primetime spot for him. Um, and that's just really based on the DK pricing. If you go over to the FanDuel pricing, um, you know, uh, Drogic is still fairly priced. You've got Duncan Robinson a lot cheaper at 4200 Butler and Bam are a little bit more expensive. Um, and, but then you got Crowder at 4500 which is just atrocious for what he's been doing since he's, he's gotten there. Uh, this Miami team, I, I think you can play three or four guys here. Um, I'm not saying you have to play them all together, but I, I think you've got a, a handful of guys that you can play. Crowder, Bam, Butler, uh, Robinson would be my, my, my top group, and then uh, Drogic right after that. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I feel like the pricing on uh, Miami is a little bit soft here, especially up at the top of Butler and Bam. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's it's literally one of the best mat- best matchups on the entire board for them, and they are priced at a spot that, like, just doesn't fully make sense to me. They're priced basically how they were against Utah, against the Clippers, against Philly. They're cheaper than they were in all those spots. So, Ridiculous. clear pricing discrepancy. I don't understand it all. I really like the Duncan Robinson call with Hero in there, and a fast-paced matchup, he could end up with a lot more uh, shot attempts here going up against Atlanta. So really like that, like everything you said. Full-on agreement here, Will. You crushed it right now. Let's move on to the Atlanta side. Uh, like, it's not a great matchup, but Trey Young's still Trey Young. Like, he can still put up a massive game at any time. Collins gets one of the best matchups out of anyone on the, 
floor and he's priced about where he should be. I'm not seeing a lot to love here over on the Atlanta side. Am I missing something? Yeah, man. I, I don't like these prices. Um, I mean, here there's 5,800, way too expensive. Trey's 10-5. He should be 10-5. I think today, if, if you want to leverage some ownership, you just trade, you, you take Trey against Miami uh, and see what happens. Is this going to be the best matchup on the night in terms of point guard play? Absolutely not. Uh, but if Trey puts up 60, you know, you, he could get there easily, you know, with, with the amount of volume he takes in, in three-point attempts. Um, so, you know, he's a guy I would play the leverage off some of the other. I kind of group him in with like a Giannis today. These are, Giannis and Trey are like the two expensive guys that no one's going to want to play today um, because I think everybody wants to play the guys in the back end of this Golden State game, at least in my opinion. Um, and, and once again, man, this is another spot. I hate to keep doing this where I think we just need to leverage the pricing. You know, uh, John Collins is 7800 on FanDuel. I mean, you know, he's a lot cheaper. Uh, Kevin Herter is forty six hundred. Uh, you know, Trey is ten k, still a little bit cheaper. Uh, but and Bam and Jimmy are more. But I, I just think in this spot, man, these Atlanta guys. I think you leverage if, if you like the game. I think you leverage their ownership on FanDuel. Uh, Herter, uh, Herter, Collins, Trey. I, I think those are your guys. And then let's not forget about Dwayne Devin as well. He's actually been playing really well. Um, I know he only played 17 minutes against Cleveland, but overall, uh, especially since we know Capella's going to be out, Devin is a guy I don't mind taking a flyer on. Yeah, no, 25 points in the last game, 31 the game before. They're probably going to need his size a bit going up against Bam. I like that call. And, yeah, Trey, like, Trey's one of those guys where it really does not matter the matchup. We saw him put up 70 against Philly in back-to-back matchups against them. Like, the last two times against Philly, he put up 70. Yes, He'll randomly put up a good game versus a bad team, but really, like, matchups don't entirely matter for him because he's just going to go out there and he's going to chuck the entire yeah. time. He can put up a massive game at any given time. If he's coming in at lower ownership, absolutely love the Trey Young call there for tournaments. Let's move on to the next game here. We got Charlotte going up against the Bulls. Injuries, not really a whole lot on the Charlotte side, but still a boatload of them over on the Bulls side. Wendell Carter Jr. out, done, out, Hutchinson out, Markinen out, Porter out. We got a lot of injuries there. This game is only at a five-point spread still, 210 total. Not a high total, but a lot of injuries. Let's start off with the Charlotte side. To me, it's pretty pretty clear. Like, this is too good of a slate. Like, the only guy you really want to go with too much is going to be Graham to me, sitting there at 7,500, crushing that price tag each of those last three games prior to the – all-star break, 45, 46, 50. Like, he's a guy, regardless of the crush, about down in there, a little bit better of a defensive match. But I know that they're fifth against the point guard on the season for giving up fantasy points, but they're not the same team they have been all season long. It's entirely different now with all the injuries. Like, he's the guy that I'm really looking at. Is there anyone else that I'm missing? Like, I can't really well, see too much interest in anyone outside of maybe like Zeller or P.J. Washington just because of their price tags. Yeah, and that, that's what I was going to mention, man. Um, you know, Malik Monk is a guy I was starting to kind of hop on. I kind of recommended him last uh, during last week's pod. I do think Terry Rozier is a little bit too cheap at 5700 I, th- I think we've got some meat on the bone in this spot. But um, Malik Monk is a guy I wanted to highlight, but with Cody Martin coming back, I don't, I don't think I can play any Malik Monk. I think you hit the nail on the head, man. P.J. Washington, 4500 a little bit too cheap. Um, and I'm actually going to be staying away from Zella, Bianca, Hernan Gomez. 
uh, you know, this whole con- center conglomerate, I'm, I'm just going to be avoiding it. So uh, Bridges is a guy that, that I've been playing as well because his minutes have been up, uh, but I don't want to play him at 6K. So, um, you know, uh, it, it's, it's almost going to be a pass on me for everyone outside of maybe P.J. Washington. Yeah, yeah, no, I like the call a little bit on Rogier there. Like, he is a guy that can randomly put up a big game. He's always playing a ton of minutes here. Chicago, again, it's not quite the same matchup as it has been in the past because of all the injuries over there. But, yeah, like like I said, Graham in tournaments, just because he's been doing really well recently and it's not a, as bad of a matchup as people realize because of all the injuries. Like, But, yeah, P.J. Washington, too cheap. Stay away from the centers probably. Right there with you. Let's go to the Chicago side. Obviously, still a ton of guys out. There's minutes to go around. Like, Levine's priced up, but everyone else is fairly cheap. Which one of these guys that are going to get minutes are you looking at most? Man, look, don't – so, Kobe White is going to have to play more minutes, right? Don't yeah. don't we think Kobe White is going to get 30 minutes today? I mean, I, 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 would, I would peg him – I would have his floor at about – Okay, I would have his floor at about 28 minutes and probably his ceiling at about 35. Do you think that's fair for, that, for him with all those guys out? I mean, the floor is correct. The ceiling might actually be higher um, in all well, reality. See, I, I'm, I'm, the only reason why I'm saying that is are, are they going to let Shaq Harrison play 25 minutes today? I don't think uh, so. That's what I'm I, – I don't think so either, but – He's, he's like the wild card to me in this whole scenario because, you know, when I'm looking at the bodies they have available right now, we're projecting Shaq to start as of this moment because Hutchinson is out. If Chandler Hutchinson was back in, I wouldn't be as concerned. But they don't, they don't really have another small forward right now. I think Shaq's going to play 25 minutes tomorrow, maybe 30. And if that's the case – He's the guy. I mean, at 3K, you just have to play him. Well, I don't want to say have to, but I think I think, I think, think he gets 25, 30 minutes in this spot because too many people are out. And for that reason, I, I, I just think we, we have to play him. I know they've got Archie Diacono as well, but I, I don't think he's going to play over Shaq. So, um, but either way, I like Shaq and Kobe White here. Th- those two guys, I, I like them a lot. I don't want to exclude Levine, but I think he's just expensive enough for me to just not worry about it. I mean, look, he can crush his price set. He could legitimately come out here and get 60. But I'd rather stake my flag on the 60 from a trade, from a Giannis. Uh, and then I'd rather just take the value pieces from this game, like Kobe White, uh, like Shaq Harrison. And believe it or not, I don't mind T- Tomas Sadoransky. This is a really good spot for him, and nobody's going to – nobody's playing Tomas Sadoransky, but – I talk about this first look a lot. He he's really popping for me today. So Sadoransky is the guy I've got my eye on big time. I like it. I like all your calls there. Pretty much in agreement. And yeah, like Levine could go off for a massive game. He's been going off for big games recently. I like him a little bit more than you do. Like you're getting a decent price discount from Westbrook, from Harden, from Trey, from Giannis. But like he like ninety two hundred. He's got not as much upside as them. But if they have slightly off games, if those games turn into blowouts a little bit then he can go off. So pretty much on the same page with you outside of, I probably like Levine a little bit more if he's going to come in at low ownership. I could be wrong there, but like, it's a good spot. He's going to have all the usage with all these guys out can put up a massive game. 
Life today is kind of a lot. It forces us to always be on, but every now and then it's important to just stop, crack open an ice cold Coors Light and chill. So when you choose to turn off, choose the one beer that's made to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment, made to chill. Mountain cold refreshment, made to chill. Coors Light is brewed with a three-step cold process. Cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged so it actually made to chill. The mounds on the Coors Light cold activated bottles and cans turn blue when chilled to perfection. Born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in 1978, Coors Light is refreshing, crisp, and only 102 calories. I personally love Coors Light. If I'm going for a light beer pretty much every single time, that's what I'm going for. I live just a few miles away from Coors Field every summer, baseball games, just drinking a nice few Coors Lights and have an absolutely fantastic time. It's what I always go for when I need a nice, refreshing beer. That's why Coors Light is the one I choose when I need a moment of chill. So when you want to reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Always drink, celebrate responsibly. Coors Light Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, let's get on to the next game here. Brooklyn going up against Philly. We have an eight-point spread here, 217 total. As for injuries, I am looking it up right now. It was not in front of me. Now it is. We have basically the same guys that are always out. That's pretty much it. Not a whole lot of injury news here. Kyrie going to be out for a while. Durant still out. 76er side, not really anyone. Let's get started here with the Brooklyn side. With Kyrie out, we know exactly what this is. It's a tough matchup versus Philly. Not a really high total. Dinwiddie, Levert, like, is Allen going to go off? Is Jordan going to go off? Who are you looking at here? We have a beautiful six-game slate, and we already have a lot of teams that we're absolutely in love with. Do you think that this could be a potential GPP spot where looking at these guys could go a little bit off the board? Well, I mean, I think it's GPP if maybe you're going to take a shot on like a Levert um, or Dinwiddie. Um, but out, outside of that, I just don't see too many guys that I feel like are going to be slate breakers. So uh, for that reason and that reason alone, I mean, jo- Jordan, DeAndre Jordan or uh, or Jared Allen, I think are your, kind of your wild cards for this lineup here. It's just Jared Allen has been kind of hovering around 20 minutes. That doesn't mean he can't get over 30 fantasy points, but uh, I'd much rather take a guy, you know, if I'm going to kind of play the minutes value game, I'd just rather go back to Shaq Harrison or uh, or Kobe White. So um, I like Allen, don't love him. Like Jordan, don't love him. Um, but, you know, the main two players here, Dinwiddie, Lavert, you got to think they, they possibly come in at lower ownership today just because of how the slate is breaking out. Um, so I, I, those are two guys I'll have my eye on as well. Um, because, you know, as of right now, most of the scoring opportunities should run through these guys for, you know, shot totals, real points, assists, it should mostly come through those two. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm kind of right there with you. I mean, DeAndre Jordan, Allen, we're not really getting the mantle. All these other guys, like, I don't, it's not a good defensive match for anyone. Like, it's a low total, but Dinwiddie and Levert, they're going to be taking shots the entire time. And neither one of them really shot that great recently. Levert more than Dinwiddie, but Dinwiddie, last four games, sitting right around 40% from the field, has not gotten it going. He's still put up some high 40s games in there. He's put up some duds, but he's had some decent games recently. Price 7,300. He's got a pretty big price decrease here. So Dinwiddie, 7,300, offers a little bit of value, and Levert is just giving you the upside. 6,700, he's had multiple 40-point games, a 50-point game. If he's going to be taking shots, which he has been, 20 in three of the last five, he had 
a few bad shooting outings. But if he gets hot from the floor, he's going to be the one eating up all the usage. He can go for 50 points in this spot here. He's in there at 67. It's mostly just for GBPs because I don't think he's going to draw a ton of ownership, even at this price tag. But he's just a guy that, regardless of the matchup, he can end up putting up big games. I mean, he had two spots versus Toronto. He went up against Indy and had a decent game. Or that was his one bad game. Two spots against Toronto where he had a great game. Like, he can put up a big game just based on volume if he gets hot from the floor. So, you're not going to find much as much upside with Levert or with the other guys as you are with Levert sitting there at 6,700. What about over on the Philly side? Obviously, Ben Simmons gets a good matchup here, and B gets a good matchup here. It's going to be a high-paced game. The total may not be that high, but the wide total for Philly is still pretty decent considering what they've normally had on the season. Simmons sitting there at 9,500 and beats in there at 9K, or we got Harris, Richardson, Horford, all sitting there a little bit too cheap. What Sixers are you looking at? Yeah, man, here's what, here's what I like today. I don't mind a little Embiid-Horford combo. If Horford is going to continue to come off the bench, this is going to be fantastic for us because Horford's re- – I, I just feel like Horford is going to be able to thrive uh, in the second unit. So um, – and he still – you know, he, he only played about two less minutes against the Clippers, put up 25 fantasy points. Nothing to write home about, but I still think if he's coming off the bench and um, he's going to have, you know, a, a little less Embiid – uh, taking away rebounds, taking away scoring. He's a guy I'm going to start really trying to keep my pulse on to see if we can peg him in the matchup, best matchup. And what better of a matchup to get than the, the Brooklyn Nets. So Horford is the guy I really like today. Um, obviously, I like Ben Simmons as well. I don't love him, but but I do like him because I know he's got the upside. Uh, Josh Richardson uh, is a guy I kind of want to talk about here. His minutes had a drastic increase there against the Clippers, got up to 32 minutes. If, if we're going to see him get up to 32 minutes again at this price tag of 4200 4, that's incredibly too cheap. So uh, I, I think if I'm playing Sixers right now, Embiid is a must. In my, in my opinion, you don't fade Joel Embiid today, in my humble opinion. Um, so Embiid is a must. Uh, right after that, I think for me, it would be Richardson because of that price tag, and after him would be Horford at 5K. Those would be my three guys that I think I strongly considered it today in a matchup against Brooklyn. I like that. I like, I like all those calls here. Richardson, if he's going to get in the beginning, then the price tag's too cheap. Horford at his price tag moving the second unit. One guy that I'd like to hear your thoughts on is out is Burks. Like he's going to be a little bit more into this offense. We saw the amount of usage he had coming off the bench over in Golden State. He's a guy that can create his own shot. He's a guy that can go for – Big numbers. I don't know exactly how he's going to end up in this offense, but he's sitting there at 3,600. Is there a chance we see him get into the 20 minutes coming off the bench and ends up with like a big game? I don't really expect a whole lot of people to be on him. Like Burks could be an interesting tournament play. Am I am I making sense? Like, yeah, no. I mean, the guy's a scorer, man. I I like it a lot. I, I like that call. Um, at 3,600. You know, this is a guy that could possibly be a tournament winner for you. I mean, really, he could win your tournament with 25 fantasy points on this slate, I think. If he gets in that 30 to 35 range, good night. You know he's not going to have the ownership. So, I I like that call, Grant. I I think if he could get to the 20 to 25-minute mark, I mean, he could be a slate breaker easily. Yeah, I mean, Philly brought him over because they don't have a lot of guys that can create their own shots outside of, like – Simmons but 
getting him in that offense, like it gives they their offense has struggled greatly at times, struggling in zone. Like he's a guy that can drastically change things. He's not a great player, maybe, but he's a guy that they definitely need in their offense to help create some stuff. So thirty six hundred, I got a feeling that he's going to be a very big part of this offense. And any given game, he can go off for big scores. 3,600 seems way too cheap. I, with all the value on the slate, I don't expect a whole lot of people to be on him. I could be way off it. Big field tournaments mostly for him, but he could be a guy that breaks the slate. We'll see what happens, but I really like him today as a tournament flyer. Let's move on to the next game here. We got Memphis going up against Sacramento. One point spread, going to be close. Depending on which sports book you're at, one Sacramento's favorite. The other one, Memphis's favorite, but 228 total here. We look at the injury report, and for the Grizzlies, nothing really new outside of Winslow still out being over there. For the Kings, Alex Lynn is out. Bagley is out. I'm seeing conflicting reports. I don't think that Holmes – yeah, it's just Bagley, and it is – is Holmes out? I'm seeing different ones. I don't, I don't have him on. I don't have Holmes on the injury report. I've got Bagley out, Kyle Guy, Daquan Jeffries, and Alex Lynn questionable, and that that was the latest one uh, that I had. So uh, I think I think we're on the same page here. Um, I, I mean, mean, we've yeah. got Holmes. Is, Holmes is showing out on the sites. I mean, they said another two or three weeks, so that was February 11th. Yeah, I would uh, I'd I mean, assume he's out. Like, the official yeah. NBA report doesn't have him on there. Yeah. But like, as of right now, I'm going to do the assumption that he is out because he's yeah. supposed to be out for a while. He's not even reevaluated yet. So, big guys are out. Len is questionable now, even though he was supposed to be out. We got uh, We got a new one, actually, I think, this morning that he will be out um, for Thursday's game. So, their their report's a mess. As of right now, it looks like Holmes, Bagley, and Lynn is out. We'll go under that assumption, but you can if any one of those guys are in, they're gonna end up getting the minutes, just so you know. And they all whoever's playing, if they're not gonna be on a minutes restriction, it's probably a decent play. But go ahead and talk to me as if those guys are out right now. Who are you looking at for Memphis? Um, Memphis, I mean, you know, Josh seven K, I don't hate it. Um Dylan Brooks at 5K, I like if his minutes would trend back up. So if we're going to get Dylan Brooks back in that 30 to 35-minute range, I like that. Um, On Brooks, I think, like, the main thing is I think he got in some foul trouble in some of those games early on, um, mm -hmm. and he just has shot terribly lately. So they might get end up giving him over 30 minutes again, but, like, it kind of looks like he's just been so awful shooting from the field, and he's had a bunch of fouls. Maybe the all-star break is – going to help him out but like I think it's kind of circumstantial why he ended up doing that they were just riding the hot hand and he just wasn't doing anything and he got in some foul trouble right. sorry go on just wanted to say that no we're good we're good and I, I do like JV a little bit bit on DK you know guys got double double upside here uh, should be should be able to have his way in the paint um, shouldn't be too popular so I, I really like JV here um but mainly for me, I think it's just Job ja, Brooks and, and JV. Um, Brandon Clark is a guy I kind of like to get on um, or play when he's like kind of under 5K, that, you know, at 47, 4,800 range. At 5,100, he's still got meat on the bone, but I'm just, I'm just not as intrigued. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's, that's where I'm at on the Memphis side. Yeah, I kind of read there with you, Clark. I mean, seems priced about where he should be. Yes, he did just put up a 40 point game, but. 
He was 12 for 14 from the field. He's not a guy that's going to end up crushing his value. His price tag is exactly where it should be. Job J Val, like if all the bigs are out over for Sacramento, like yes, Jow's can come in there and do a little bit of work. We don't know what J Val's minutes are going to be, and that could kind of determine some things. But uh, I like J Val there. Morant's fine. Triple J is always a tournament viable, but yeah, the guy that I'm really looking at is Brooks. Everyone's going to look at the game log, which every single time this happens with Brooks, people don't understand that it's mostly foul trouble. He's kind of a similar guy to. Triple J, where he can get into foul trouble, and that will limit his minutes a ton. He has not been shooting great, about 30% from the field over the last five games. Just absolutely terrible. Just got a week off. Very easily could go back to the guy that he was before the All-Star break when he was priced at 6K and was still probably too low. If he gets hot from the field, he can have a big game. I'm always a fan of Dylan Brooks, and I feel like this is a perfect spot where he is undervalued again here. So he's the guy that I really like, but Jay Val without all the bigs, if they are in fact out, great play let's move on to the sacramento side again we don't know we know bagley's out but we're getting conflicting reports on both len and holmes as of right now it looks like the best news we have is that they are probably out so go ahead and talk to us about the king what kings you're looking at going up against yeah this is a good spot man i love De'Aaron fox here love buddy healed um you know listen i've been targeting memphis players against memphis all year Nemanja Bialica, uh, another good spot for him. If he gets, if Bialica gets 30 to 35 minutes today, I, I feel like this could be a 45, 50 point game incoming with the quickness. So uh, Bialica, man, he's high on my list today. I mean high. So I uh, really like him a lot. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Heel, uh, Fox, Bialica, those three, I don't think we have to venture up too much. Like I said, Bogdanovich could get hot in this spot as well. They play in Memphis, pretty high-paced team. Um, but I don't think he's necessary. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kind of right there with that. I really like Bealitz, uh, Fox, and Hyde. Seems like their price tags are a little bit too low considering what their potential upside is. Like, if all the bigs are out, like, they're probably going to need some size going up against Triple J, going up against J-Val. Like, is Giles a guy that we could potentially end up looking at? He got a few 20-point or 20-minute games. Uh, prior to the All-Star game, 21, 15, and 28 minutes in his last three games here. They have no reason to extend him that much. They're out of the playoff race, and they have already canceled his extension here. So they don't really have a huge incentive to play him and show other teams what he can actually do. But sitting there at 3,400 with a shot at 20-plus minutes here, he can put up big numbers in a hurry. I don't know. Like This slate obviously has a decent amount of value, but – I think that if all these guys are out, guy we could potentially end up looking at could end up getting some minutes. Uh, yeah, I get it, man. I um, I, I wish Giles was getting twenty to twenty-five minutes a night every night. Uh, if that, was, but I guess if that was the case, he'd be probably be in the four K range. But uh, I really wish that was the case. But I like Giles. I, I like the call. Um, but, I mean, I think that's really large field tournament stuff, obviously. Um, I, I don't think I'd play him in three-man, 20-entry max. I think I'd have to be getting in that real heavy multi-entry before I consider Giles. That's fair. That's fair. I just thought I'd throw it out there, and obviously we don't know what the center situation really is because if Lynn ends up playing, that kind of just moves Giles entirely off the board. But if Lynn's playing, he's sitting there at 3,900. If he's going to play the minutes, he could potentially be a guy that we look at instead. Probably going to end up in 20-minute range, so – yeah, uh, look at for news in the morning. As of right now, we're getting enough conflicting reports where we don't have anything official. So 
Check in the morning, guys. Uh, let's move on to the last game of the night here. We got Houston going up against Golden State. Big total, 232, 10 point favorite are the Houston Rockets here. I almost said Astros. Gosh, baseball's going so much fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's getting fun already. <laughs> yes, it is. But this is not <laughs> a Gosh, am I excited. I am so excited. Golden State, it's Curry. It's Clay. They're out. Over on the Rocket side, Eric Gordon is questionable. Hartenstein is out. Let's get started. Last game of the night, Houston. You already mentioned how you really like Giannis, how you like Trey in tournaments. Are Westbrook and Harden guys that you're looking at in cash? Uh, I think so, man. Um, you know, one of the best spots of the night. I, I, here's, what I, here's how I feel about cash games on DK, though. When you got Bam and Jimmy Butler at 79 and 7,800 respectively, you can probably only play one more of these studs. And it's probably going to be either Westbrook or Harden. I don't think, you know, I don't think we'll be able to get them both. As of right now, Westbrook is 10-2. I think the Masters are going to side with Westbrook in cash games, hands down. Um, in tournaments, I think Harden is going to be a real good tournament play. Uh, as long as this game doesn't get out of hand, it's at Golden State, so hopefully they come out ready to fight. I, I really like this price tag on, on Rocco here. Uh, $5,500, a guy that's been playing 35, 38 minutes the past two games. I like this price tag, uh, uh, Grant. I, I think this is a fantastic play on this slate. Robert Covington, 5500 uh, I actually think he's my favorite Rocket. Uh, as long as Eric Gordon is out, let me clear, as long as Gordon is out, I think he's my favorite Rocket, and then the second would be Russell Westbrook. Yeah, right there with you. Really, really like Covington on the slate. Sitting there at 5,500. A guy that fits in perfectly with this Houston offense here. Had a rough shooting outing right before the All-Star break, but he still ended up with 39 points there. Grandy had a lot of blocks to deal with. The offense is probably going to be running through Wiggins over on the other side. So Covington is probably going to be the guy trying to shut him down. I really like Covington. This is an incredible price tag. If he gets hot from behind the arc, he can absolutely crush. Going to be getting a lot of ancillary stats. Really, really like Covington. And right there with you with Westbrook. Ever since Capella's gone, like Westbrook has been on an absolute tear. 10-2, it's still a decently high price tag. But he's a guy that can absolutely go for a massive game. Going up against Golden State, obviously terrible defensively. It's going to be a great pace-up spot here. Westbrook's playing the minutes and he's putting up 25, 30 shots every single night because the way their offense is set up without a big he's able to just drive to the rim he stopped shooting threes i really like both these guys but westbrook's probably going to be a guy that's shocking enough where you're fine with fading him in terms but covington is a guy that I absolutely love right there with you probably not going with any of the other ancillary pieces here just don't really see enough usage going around with all those guys considering the harden westbrook and covington are probably going to be eating up all of it let's look at the other side golden state Wiggins sitting there at 7,600. He's been pretty good since he got into this offense. Just played up a 50-point game, had over 40 in three of the last four. Going up against Houston, high total, high pace, good spot for him defensively. Is Wiggins a guy that you're going to be looking at at 7,600, or is it just not really worth it considering Bam and Butler are around the same price tag? Yeah, I don't think it's worth it to take Wiggins over, over Butler today or Bam. Um, I still think he's in playing tournaments, but I don't think – if, if I only had one lineup, I don't think he'd make the cut. Uh, and tomorrow I am, I am, you know, intending to do pretty much single entry only. So we'll see um, what happens as the day progresses. But progresses. But as of right now, I just – I don't think Wiggins is going to make the cut. Uh, I do think he'll still get ownership because I, I do feel like he fits his offense a lot better, a lot more ball movement. 
a lot more player movement as well, not just ball movement, player movement and ball movement. So I like that here. Uh, Jordan Poole, you know, starting to get a few more minutes. I don't think – nothing to write home about. But um, And then Draymond, I think, would have been uh, uh, the highest-owned warrior. Uh, but if had it not been for the pricing. Once again, you're going over to FanDuel, man, and these warriors are cheap. You got Draymond at 5,800. You got Damian Lee at forty nine hundred. These these guys are just incredibly cheap, man. Wiggins at seventy five hundred. Um, I, I like these guys, so uh, you know that, that's kind of where I am with with the Golden State guys, Ma- mainly on Draymond on FanDuel, um, and then on DK, uh, I'd probably mainly be on you know one of the other cheap guys like um, uh, what's his face, like a Damian Lee or Jordan Poole or something like that at four K. What about Marquise Chris? I know he's priced up to 6,200, but like it's a good matchup going against Houston. Not really a lot of size there. If he stays out of foul trouble, then probably be around 30 minutes. He's put up 43, 33, 45 in his last three. Like the mm-hmm. price seems a little bit high, but can we take a shot on him in tournaments? I don't know if I'm uh, getting there. I, I think you can. Now, now, keep in mind, you know, with my single entry stuff or three entry max, forget it. There's no way I'm playing any Marquise Chris, but um, I, I think he's great leverage because if you think a lot of people are going to attack either a Westbrook or a Harden, if this game stays close, then at least two or three guys from Golden State need to have monster games. Uh, and, and, you know, as it stands right now, Chris is a contributing factor to that. So uh, I, I like the call um, in terms of uh, from a game theory perspective. Don't I don't like it personally, but, I, you know, I like the setup of it all on the other side of the Rockets. And they are at home, which makes me feel a lot better that this game could stay closer. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I don't know how I feel about it. I was trying to get your read on it because I'm kind of on the fence. Like, yes, it's a good matchup. Price is a little high, but I don't expect him to get a lot of ownership tournaments. I was trying to get you to sway me one way or another, and now I'm still on the fence. Um, but let's get the morning <laughs> game and let's get out of here. Player under 5K to get 6x 7x 7x there we go figured it out yeah man uh listen i'm i'm gonna roll with the guy that i've talked about hopefully he starts like i'm anticipating i'm going with shaq harrison man i i think he gets to start i think he's gonna have to play i'm gonna roll with shaq here yeah i'm just i'm I'm just gonna go with white just i, li- I like him as well probably end up getting it <laughs> <laughs> um favorite bust over 8k not to 5x um, I think I'm gonna go with John Collins here. I, I think he's a tad bit too expensive, just a touch. Yeah, I think I'm just going with Middleton. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. All right. I was wondering why you didn't take him. I thought you were going to for sure. Uh, favorite guy on the board to six X. Um, this one was a tough one for me because I like a lot of guys, um, but. I, I think I'm just going with Joel and B, man. This this matchup with Brooklyn is so tasty. I, I, I'm I'm going to beat at nine k. I'm going to go with Brooks. Like again, I like it. Pro- I think I like he's going to get the minutes. Like the shot attempts have absolutely been there in the last four or five games. Like he's putting up an average of 15 shots a game. Like all he needs is 30 to six x. I think he does it if he just has a mediocre shooting night. And I think that All Star break is going to be good for him. All right, so off the board play, who are you looking at? 
Man, this is a guy I've been on. Um, I'm going Duncan Robinson for Miami, man. I I really like him today against Atlanta. I think this is a primetime spot with Hero out. Uh, I, I like it, man. I, I'm going Duncan Robinson. All right, contest selection. Give me a contest that you're looking at for tomorrow. Oh, man. Um, so here's what I'm looking at for the next six weeks. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please get in the single entry series. Some of the best on FanDuel, some of the best payout structures you're going to get when we run the, the single entry series contest, the prize pools get bigger. We're on a normal day. Maybe the $5 single entry was paying out 10 K total. You know, we're pretty, we're pretty much at 30 K almost every day. Please, please, please hop in this $5 single entry. You won't regret it. All right. I'm going for uh, guys. As you're listening to this, go and sign up for it now. Cause I don't know how long it's going to take to fill, but Yahoo running a no management fee. So no rake contest hundred K. I believe it's, 15 grand up for top, 10 grand up top. I can't even remember, but no rake. You can enter it 25 times. I've already uh, locked in my 25 entries. I'll edit them in the morning, but I want to make sure to get in there. No management fee. Gotta love no rake. Go get over there. Big tournament. Good payouts. Get in. No rake. All right, last one. Give me an over-under that you're on for this slate. Uh, well, this is one that jumped out to me when I when I uh, kind of pulled it out. Uh, I think everybody's going to kind of be on the Houston game, and I think a lot of people are going to be on the Miami game. And ever so slightly, the Memphis Grizzlies and Sacramento have a 228 total, and Sacramento's minus one. I, I like this game uh, for tournaments. Um, and so I, in, in terms of sports betting, I actually think I'd take the Grizzlies plus one here. I really do. But overall, 228 total, I think I think this game may fly under the radar a little bit. But I, I like this total. I, I think it's going over. Uh, Memphis has just proven that they're going to be high-paced games. Really like this one. Yeah, I'm going with the over at Houston Golden State's 232 and a half. I don't care. I think this game stays over. I think it's <laughs> closer. There's got to be a lot of scoring there. Ah, gosh, so happy basketball is back. Gosh, well, thanks for joining me. Thanks for putting up with me for an hour or so. Dude, you know, we're, we're buds, man. This is always a pleasure to hang out with you, always. Oh, gosh, you are so much nicer than me. It's ridiculous. Well, <laughs> 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 all right, guys. Stevie will be back tomorrow. I think I'm actually on with him tomorrow. So you good, are, sir. You are. I am. So see you guys tomorrow. Good luck on your contest today. Again, watch out for news tomorrow. We got all sorts of stuff on Roto Grinders. He's Chief. I'm Turd Ferguson. We're out of here. See you, kids.